Check. Hello, hello, Check. hello. The boys are back in turn. The birds are back in turn. Aaron has the vid. He's got the cove. He's got the... Uh, I hope he's doing okay. Uh, I think he's okay. I don't know. I hope... Uh, I hope it's a... Uh, hope he gets a full week off of work. And it's a uh, just a, a cold for him. That's what I hope. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I wonder if he's talked to Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan could probably help him. <laughs> How so? I don't know. He's got all these super expensive doctors, and anytime one of his <laughs> friends gets it, yeah, he uh, he sends those doctors to their to his friends, and that's nice. Gives them all the treatments that he took. Yeah, the kitchen sink, as he called it, mm-hmm. and uh, they usually get better within a couple of days, and that pisses off the media, I suppose. Yeah, I just wonder what the kitchen sink entails. Um, ivermectin. There's that. There's um, vitamin infusion, like uh, I forget what it's called. There's um. Z packs, which everybody can get. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the monoclonal antibodies and all that crap. He's explained it before. I just I can't remember all of it. I had the Z pack and took vitamins and I mean I it lingered a little bit, but I was okay. Yeah. <sighs> My joints have been aching here the last week. Yeah, that's I think it's because I went on a bender of eating cereal. Yeah, and that, that, the inflammation decided to kick back up because I hadn't had cereal literally in two years. Yeah, it's, it's cereals. If I get fruity pebbles, it's like the big bag, I'll eat it in two days. Yeah, that's precisely what I I'll did. I'll have but, giant bowls, and I'll you got the fruity pebbles. I didn't get fruity pebbles, but it's just whatever cereal I got, mm-hmm. I would either get a box or a bag, and it would be gone in two days. Yeah, and that shit lingers, and it causes inflammation. It's just nothing but sugar, so it's yeah. It fucking hurts. Mm-hmm. So I'm. This it also week, it inflames my fucking uh, digestive tract really bad. Yeah, it makes you poop, especially whenever you get like the raisin bran or the. Uh, no, I can I can handle that. It's the it. Oh, it makes you burpy. Well, it like that pressure on my diaphragm, like it, oh, it bring, yeah. makes that come back. Yeah, it's because you're eating, you're eating concrete, <laughs> and then well, and it's also scraping milk. Yeah, yeah, scrape like especially something like uh, grape nuts. I told you the grape nut story where I almost died. Because it scraped my fucking diaphragms. I mean, my my esophagus so bad it got stuck, and I couldn't Ugh, get it. It was awful. Yeah. I was like throwing up. It was bile and fucking mm. and uh, foam and shit, mm. and I could I really literally could not breathe. I was on the steps, and like just I was like, I'm, "This is where I die. This is where I'm gonna <laughs> die from." I mean, that's because I was getting like I was getting ready to black out and stuff too. It was that bad. So <sighs> finally, it just passed, and I. It was. I was exhausted for like the entire day. I just had to go back, right back downstairs, and go to sleep. I always get exhausted after I have a good vomiting or almost vomiting sesh. A good panic attack will. Yeah, I'll, I'll sleep for an entire day after one of those because it's mm. just. I almost had one last night. That's fun. Yeah, it was. But I get you know, I can. I know the triggers and the signs, so I could, I was able to talk myself down from it. <laughs> uh. I played 54 holes of disc golf yesterday. That's awesome. Played in a tournament, me and J-Mo. Finished next to last. The Fairwomen. Fairwomen back <laughs> together again. 
we finished next to last and we made two gigantic mistakes that if that cost us four strokes, I think. Mm-hmm. And if we hadn't have done that, and they were dumb bonehead bullshit mistakes that we shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. If we hadn't have done that, we'd have been like sixth or seventh. That's not bad. Because <laughs> there was like a bunch of teams tied. So we were like, fuck, if we hadn't have done that, we'd have been respectable, you know? Yep. My buddy, uh, Adam's brother, Nikki, he played with us with their nephew, Joseph, who's 10 years old. And he, he fin- they finished last. Yeah. Then we went to AOTG and played 36 holes. Jesus. Yeah. How many hours does that take? Um, the tournament started at 1030. We were that it was a long tournament because there was backups because for some reason there was only 14 teams mm-hmm. and there's 18 holes on the course. They could have spaced out and like they had people starting at consecutive holes. Mm. Like there was somebody starting at one all the way through 14 or whatever. But they could have spaced it out. You start on one, you start on three, you start on five, you start on seven. You know. Right. But they didn't. They put everybody together. So there was uh, there was considerable backups throughout the entire thing. Got so it. it took us until the turn was probably over at like one forty five. We were finished. And then they fed us chili. Hmm. And we ate chili sitting there underneath the uh, awning. Nice. But it was fun. I had a, had a good had, had some good throws. Had some just god awful miserable throws too. Just terrible. I guess I should play the theme song. I don't know. It's so hard producing this, you know? Yeah. Here's the theme song. Here you go. There's your theme song, boys. Oh, God. Mmm. That was nice. Yeah. Station 11. Yeah. I, I implore everybody that listens to this, all seven of you, if you have HBO Max, watch Station 11. Yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful. It is really great. I mean, it's... Um, everybody in it was just really good yeah and they tie things together like in a weird way i've never seen a show like it the way it bounces back and forth and it doesn't feel like it it doesn't feel like they shoehorned in anything well the book does that to to a small degree like it also another another uh example of a strong female lead that doesn't need to be shoehorned or beaten over the head it doesn't need to have the uh yeah i mean it's i don't know the the whole uh, the trope of the uh, the they always do a c- certain things with the female lead for one thing she always has to be bitchy and all that stuff and it's yeah. just like and Kirsten wasn't she, she was sweet well she, she was also she, but a bad motherfucker she was but she was also had it wasn't bitchy but she was definitely wanted people to do what she wanted them to do because she did she grew up. She was alone for a long time, right? So she, she didn't like ten pe- years old. She didn't like people leaving because she was afraid for people to leave. So she would use emotional blackmail on people when they would try to leave the. the, the I mean, yeah. and that's but that's a thing. That's a natural. That, that's thing. a natural thing. That's something that would happen. Mm-hmm. So you know, and that doesn't make her a bad person. It makes her a person who doesn't want to lose lose her friends. Mm-hmm. So it's just. We were talking about Jeevan. His name Jeevan, mm-hmm. right? 
Jeevan Chaudhry. Solid dude. Yeah, he is. Fucking solid dude. I love the guy that plays him, too. I've seen him in multiple things. He's a Brit, actually. Yeah. Um, Frank he, is great, too. Frank is... Frank ruled. Right. Uh, I forgot what happened to his foot, <laughs> his leg. Uh, when they were kids, there was right? a... He, no, he was a, he was a journalist in... Uh, oh, yeah. Sri Lanka. They tried to kill him. Yeah. Because he told her, he's like, I was in this awful place called Sri Lanka, and he was... Like a bomb went off and it I was he said I floated and then I woke up and Jeevan was Jeevan was there. Jeevan basically becomes a doctor in the post apocalyptic world. Yeah, a, a prenatal doctor in yeah. it. And a, well on a I guess postnatal or whatever. Yeah. Uh, love, love. Who ironically became like Frank. Like yeah. he had to have a cane and all this stuff like Frank did. Only he was worse off than Frank was. Yeah. Frank might have been able to rebuilt, rehabilitate eventually, but he was not going to because he had become a heroin addict. <laughs> but <laughs> we're not heroin people, Frank. <laughs> I like they're having a discussion. At the most, heroin? we're weed people. You don't, he's, he's like, we don't, you don't even smoke weed. Why are you? <laughs> At the most, we're heroin? It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. It's, it's like me and my brothers. Like we're all, we're all. Um, smart You know When it comes to things like that Not with everything else Timid About things like that Because we don't like Losing control So drugs are something That's you know You know we're, we're None of us are good with it Even though my brother my The oldest Ben Has done his share Like he's never done Anything hard hard Like he's done uh, He's done uh, Hallucinogens He's done You know He's done acid Mushroom things like that. I want to do those, but if he has a hook, I'd tell him to. No, this this one he was younger. <laughs> I mean, this was when he was way younger. Um, and you know, there's there's no stigma attached with that. I mean, I I've admired. As a matter of fact, I've said this before. I wish I could do mm-hmm. acid or mushrooms to maybe would help my anxiety, my my anxieties, and my. Uh, and my PTSD and things like that. You know, I think it would. I think in the future, they're, we're already doing ketamine. Like, you can get ketamine infusion therapy right now. What does that do? It's an antidepressant. Apparently, it works great. Neil, Neil uh, Brennan does it. He's talked about it exclu- extensively. Um, Did he are, die? No, not Neil Brennan. You might be thinking. Uh, Brennan did. Um, None of not, he has like two brothers that are also comedians. They're still fine, I think. Hmm. But I but think, a guy with the last name Brennan just died. I think uh, he was fifty fifty six. That might be Neil's brother. You know, he's the youngest at ten. <laughs> that family, Jesus, I know. And, he's and like, Brennan, that's an Irish name. Jesus Christ, Irish people! You don't have to start keep doing that. It's the modern world. <laughs> it's like the Murrays. There's like 10 Murray brothers, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And you see him in everything. You know? Irish Catholic family. You know, like that one kid in Caddyshack who's stumbling through. He's got the yeah. big bushy head that looks like Aaron. That's 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 a, that's a Murray brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen him in anything else. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to say there's going to be... There are already people microdosing mushrooms. Like, mm-hmm. you don't feel... To, like the uh, you just feel good you just it's like an antidepressant um but i think there's going to be in the future i don't know when maybe already happening in like oregon and places like that there's going to be like um clinics that you can go to and they'll give you mushrooms and and hang out with you and that's what i was thinking as long as you have see it's it's the reason that people that drugs are, are a bad thing 
especially hallucinogens and things like that. I'm not talking like meth, which is just poison, and cocaine, which is just designer. I don't want to say I'm saying bitch drug is in woman's drug, but just as in like you know that's what they describe it as in Ray when they're talking about heroin. He's like, this ain't no bitch. This is boy. <laughs> talking about comparing heroin to to coke, but. It's just a designer drug that he aren't we having fun? But um, hallucinogens are like change your perception of things. It used to be done with a shaman, a shaman mm-hmm. who had done it before and can actually go into that state without without taking it anymore. I, I, He's trained his brain to fall back in with you. I think there are certain places in America now it's under underground that you can do that, but there's a lot of them I'm hearing that pop up that are just. Uh, Guys Scam like doing drugs, yeah, yeah. I, I would like the uh, the mescalero Indians mm-hmm. take mescaline, mm-hmm. and and then their shamans take mescaline with you, or can just make themselves go into that state without taking it because they've taken it so much, and guide you through the process. But there's also a thing where they make you take it, and then you have to go on a spirit quest by yourself. Yeah, you go off into the desert, like by in the doors. Yeah, I mean, they did it, but they were without the benefit of somebody helping them. I mean, so I, I believe that somebody should help you, that somebody should, mm-hmm. should help you. You need a guide on the path. There's actually a really cool, one of the most, you know, not notorious ones, but oddest ones, which was a good movie, but it was a John Borman movie. So I don't know if you know anything about John Borman. It's over-directed. It's called The Emerald Forest. I love shit that's over-directed. Oh, holy fuck, it's over-directed. It's so British. Powers Booth is in it, and he's fucking great in everything. Powers Booth rules. Um, but Charlie Borman, who is uh, John Borman's son, plays this kid who the Native Americans uh, have captured. But they see them as liberating them from this awful modern world. They're aware of the modern world. They just know. they See, people get people don't give them enough credit. They're not stupid and think the modern world is evil, whatever. They just know how awful it is. And they can tell. They're like, we're not crazy, you know, so behind you that we think all these things are evil or bad spirits or anything. We just know you live a shit life because that looks like a shit life to us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's no joy. There's no, you know, it's all work and and being ground down. They're all wise. They're all perceptive enough people to understand that. So they, they kidnap this guy's son. John Borman's still making movies. Yeah, he's he's dude. He's he's, he's Excalibur. I mean, he's that's one of the most overdirected but great movies. Oh man, it's fucking overdirected. Like all all the acting's over the top, and it's just like you know. Sometimes I like shit like that. I do too. And Helen, a young Helen Mirren, fucking hot She's as shit, hot. and she nailed it. Like she was a great Morgan Le Fay. Um, but uh, he also directed uh, Hope and Glory, which is a good war. A really good World War II movie, but it has moments in it that are just really Charlie Borman, I mean, uh, John Borman moments. But the kid, anyway, back to the thing, the kid goes on a spirit quest because he's going to have to leave the force and doesn't want to. And he's like, you have to go talk to your your birth father. He's like, I don't want to do it. And they they make him take mescaline or whatever. And he goes on this spirit quest. Fucking walk. And dude, it's fucking crazy. He becomes a jaguar. (laughs) <laughs> and like I mean he it, it like shows him t- transforming into one like and it's a painful process he's screaming and stuff we went and saw this when we were kids somebody thought it was a good idea for us to go watch a John Borman movie and what's it called again the Emerald Forest all right 1985 I'm gonna have to check this out it's fucking excellent dude it's a good movie after the son of an engineer Bill Markham is abducted by an Aboriginal trial tribe 
On the edge of the rainforest, the engineer spends the next 10 years searching for him. Wow. Yeah. Never gives up on him. Powers Booth. What a face on Powers Booth. I know, Booth, dude. Huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he gives some just of the a, most. Just a fucking big blockhead. I he love just, it. He gives some of the most amazing. Who's that one beside him? Is that. Uh, Meg Foster. That's who I thought. It, I thought it was Meg Foster. Um, she's a she's interchangeable with Kirstie Alley. Like they, they his look son's like, in it. Charlie Borman. Yeah, Charlie Borman He's plays good. the main character. Um, does a really good job. But <laughs> Powers Booth has played some of the most underrated roles. Like because they're in movies that people don't consider quote unquote great. Tombstone has gotten its due. Yeah, Tombstone has come of age. I've never like, met anybody that wasn't like. At people shit like, on so. it. Even Western fans shit on it back then because they didn't know that what they were seeing. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was a it wasn't in the new vein like Silverado or even Unforgiven, which came after you know? Young Guns. Oh God, <laughs> such a shit movie. <laughs> Young Guns Two is actually a good Western. Movie. Young Guns Two is 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 a, is a good Western, but uh, Tombstone is a great Western and Powers Booth. I think should deserve as much respect as, uh, well, maybe not Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer was so fucking good that it's unreal. Um, and Powers Booth does lots of voiceover. You got to love that. Well, that voice is one of my favorite roles he's in is when he plays, uh, he plays the, uh, the Colonel in, uh, Red Dawn. Yes. And when he's given that, given that talk and he's talking to him about what's happened and he's like lining it out and it's just, and at the end, he's just like, well, who's on our side? He's just like, 500 million screaming Chinamen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, weren't there a billion screaming Chinamen? He's like, there were. And he pushes, <laughs> he throws whiskey in the fire, and it flames up. But he, the way he's talking about it, he's just like, he's like, we won't use nukes anymore, and so will they, because they need, you know, we need the land. He's like, who knows? Next week, it might be swords. You know? he's just, <laughs> <laughs> What's that old saying? The the third Third World War we fought with amazing weapons, and the fourth one we fought, we fought with sticks, with sticks and, and rocks. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're heading that way. It's a common. I read a uh, a book that actually I shouldn't have read. I finished it last night. The Bible. I think you should have read it. <laughs> have you ever the, actually read it's it? It's the good news. It's fucking dumb. But have you ever actually read it? Actually, there's a lot of wisdom in it. I shouldn't show it. Yes, yeah. yes, I have. It's I mean, so long. But well, a lot of it is senseless. Senseless. It is a verbally. It is a Oral tradition book in the beginning because that's and then they just wrote it down. That's one of the, they're one of the few groups. Mm-hmm. The Celts didn't write their stuff down. The Vikings didn't write their stuff down. They were too busy being drunk and raping and pillaging. Well, I mean they were yeah, and they didn't they didn't have a joyous joyous religion telling them what to do. Yeah, I mean like I've always said, I thought about this last night, and I actually we were discussing this. I'm I'm not I don't try to be one of those atheists slash agnostics that shits on religion because I don't try to shit on anything, but. Tying this back in the Station Eleven thing, the worst people and something like that are the religious people. They're going to be the worst because it's going to be a, either a group of people who go crazy and because the world they can't deal with the world because this is not what they were promised, or they totally lose all their faith and they're that group of people who always ask you this question: Beware of this group of people. Well, if you don't believe in anything, what keeps you from raping and murdering and all that stuff? It's like. Um, I rape and murder as many people as I want to. Zero. Yeah. I don't want to do it. You know, if that's the only thing keeping you from doing that, that's a terrifying prospect. Yeah. And that's what kind of person you're going to be when civilization falls apart. Mm-hmm. And we all know those people, which is most of them. 
So you have the truly good religious people who hang on to it and you know go to church every Sunday and believe it and are really into it. I like that. I respect it. I even respect the people who just try to live a good life and they're trying to turn their lives around and they really give themselves over to it. I can respect and like that as well. The people who are going through the motions and they're just doing it because that's what you're supposed to do. I have no respect for that. And I also dread those kind of people because those are the worst kind of people. If it was Satanism next week, they do Satanism. If that's, yeah. I mean, if it was, what I'm saying is, if if everybody all of a sudden had to sh- cut a goat's neck over a co- copper bowl, they would do that if that's what they thought they were supposed to do. They have no principles. They have no, you know. What's fun is uh, one of the biggest um, supporters of like separation of church and state and free speech and stuff is the Church of Satan. Anytime. It's not even a real church. I like that. He's had Tucker Carlson's tried to have him on a few times, and the guy just runs circles around him. And Tucker Carlson is too stupid to understand what's going on. Yeah, they don't <laughs> worship Satan. Right. But what they're doing is like, say they put the Ten Commandments at a on the courthouse lawn or whatever. Right. Well, we need equal representation, so we're going to put up Belial, or we, yeah, we're going to put up uh, what's the big goat guy? Um, I think that's Belial, something like that. We're going to put up a statue of him because we need equal representation. And if the Muslims want Azeroth, to put up, no, I think it's Azeroth. Something like that. Yeah. Muslims want to put up their thing. They can put up a thing. Right. Everybody should be equally represented. And then everybody's like, you know what? It's just not worth it. Right. <laughs> Let's take down this fucking exactly. plaque or whatever. It's it always the one guy who looks like he's had one of his eyes torn out. Yeah. <laughs> but he's awesome. Like, he's so smart. And he's he looks like a rough kind of cat. You know, in his youth, he was a rough kind of cat. Yeah. He Tucker Carlson has he's just like what heart? and just the way he fucking talks is just enough to fucking get get don't get nervous. What do you think that you deserve? I mean it's just nobody deserves. He's like he's anything. like you're not getting what I'm saying, Tucker, and you are purposely not getting what I'm saying, or either you're too dumb. I don't think Tucker Carlson is as smart as people think he is. He's I, don't, I mean I, I don't think he's dumb. I've only seen clips. I've never watched his show or anything. I think he knows what he's doing, though. He does. He's he's smart enough to know that. He's he's a he's a smarter version of Donald Trump. He's not really that smart of a person, but he knows how to manipulate people. That's what he's doing. I love their website. It looks like it's from the nineties. Church of Satan. <laughs> Anton it's Levay. Great. Anton Levay rules. Like they, they, no, he was actually a really bad person. Oh Lord, the Satanic Bible. That might be something to read. Do as thou wilt, Anton Zendor LeVay. He does look like a dick, you gotta be honest. Yeah, he I mean he was they did they did really really terrible things. There was a lot of uh, Hollywood uh, Satanists, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh Marilyn, he was Jew. Marilyn Monroe apparently was a Satanist at one point. Um there's a whole list of them. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to look up famous Satanists real quick. This could be something we spend two hours sure. on. <laughs> no, uh, but Station Eleven. Dude, it's. I, I don't know about you, but when Kirsten saw Jeevan at the end, Dude, I was I fucking bawled. I was a mess. I mean, we're spoiling it, but folks, it's about the journey. Yeah. Not the destination. So just that they, the way they look at each other and he's. Obviously, she remembers him because he was an adult. You know, he looks he looks older, of course, but not that much older. And she is a completely different person, but he just knows. And it's the eyebrows. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they yes. did a really good job casting. They did casting, and the girl, the little girl who plays her, fucking nailed it, man. She's, she's fucking overflowing with charisma. Yeah, I mean, she's just really good at it. 
says here Christian Bale thanks Satan at the Golden Globes. Neat. <laughs> a couple years ago. I think he just did that to me. Yeah, just being a goose. Yeah. Being a silly billy. Five things you didn't know about Satan. This is a 2015 article from um, noted news network CNN. That's the cable news network. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> okay. They suck. When you think of Satanism, images of pierced black clad youths gathering at night, listening to hardcore death metal music and sacrificing animals may come to mind. What you, what, uh, but what uh, might surprise you to learn that uh, many Satanists are a lot more interested in community activism and individual freedoms than heavy metal or performing bizarre rites. Here are a few things you might not know. Most Satanists are, aren't devil worshipers. Surprisingly, most card-carrying Satanists do not worship Satan or any other form of the devil. They are actually atheists. Church of Satan founded in the mid-1960s explains why on its website. Satan to us is a symbol of pride, liberty, individualism, and it serves as an external metaphorical projection to our highest potential, personal potential. We do not believe in Satan as a being or a person. The Church of Satan puts individuals at the center of the universe, what High Priest Peter Gilmore calls... Uh, describes as going from an atheist to an atheist. I like it. They're okay with celebrating Christmas. I get it. Yeah. Um, you won't find a satanic church in your community. They don't have actual church buildings. That's good. Yeah. No reason to take up space. Well, and no reason for you know ripping people off and tithing and all that. Uh, tithing to me is the worst fucking thing. Is, is there a good? Because here's it mentions satanic panic in the eighties and nineties. I'd love a nice hour and 20 minute documentary about that because I remember it very well because I was going to church at the time. Well, it went into things like the music of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then you had the fact that three three boys were put on trial for Satanism and, and, yeah. and that was the most absolutely most asinine fucking thing. You ever and, think about that? Yeah. And it, it could be us. Make, well, weirdos. Especially, just especially weirdos. me. And when I was growing up, especially me. I mean, I was a... Long hair, you know, war combat boots, you know, just things. As I said before, the easiest way to to assert your individuality is in opposition to something else. Mm-hmm. So I just I found my dad's old marine coat and I would wear it around, you know, just trying to get people to pay attention to me because of deep seated psychological childhood issues, you know, and um, I'm sure everybody's got them, but mine were just a little bit more pronounced. I thought about that too. It could have been anybody like us uh, if something like that would have happened here um, with like the West Memphis Three, mm-hmm. and it could have been like when I think about the um, the uh, Penn State thing where the coach, uh, what's his name, Paterno, but the uh, one that was actually doing the oh um, Sandusky, Jerry Sandusky. That could, I trusted my coaches implicitly. Sure. Because that was a, it was a, it was a person that, well, shit, I went to, uh, and this is a scary part. I went to a false view, uh, elementary and was behind closed doors with Edgar Fredericks. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. Edgar Fred, what a name for a child molester. Oh man. And just had, and it just had it written all over him. And the fact is, is that he, he was known, it was known that he'd done that in Indiana and they let him get in our school system. Mm. Because we're West Virginia and, and you know we don't count. Well, they needed a principal. I'm like, <laughs> appoint somebody else. I don't give a fuck. fuck. <laughs> uh, there was uh, in the 1980s and 90s American talk shows and news programs. Oh, I remember this shit. Linked reports to animal sacrifice and ritualistic killings to satanic worship. Slate.com, which explored the satanic ritual abuse panic report in January 2014. It all began with allegations of bizarre rites and molestation at a California preschool. A story that took uh, on a life of its own with the advent of the 24-hour news cycle. 
says here, as, te- uh, as televangelists prayed for deliverance from Satan's scourge, talk show experts ex- uh, claimed uh, that every imaginable form of abuse was happening on a massive scale in America and that networks of Satanists had infiltrated schools, police, and local government. Geraldo, love him, claimed oh, in a televised 1987 special. I need to find that special. Oh, that'd be on YouTube. I guess it's got to be. Special report that uh, more than a million Satanists were plying their evil trade in America right now at the, in the very moment. He has since apologized. In 1989, Oprah, of course, I think I remember watching this, interviewed Michelle Smith and another, another woman who claimed to have recovered memories of being abused by a satanic cult, Sally Jesse. Oh, Not God. To be she outdone, was the fucking ran worst. two shows on the subject. I'm gonna tell you (laughs) (laughs) Now Donahue probably stayed away from it Because Donahue was cool Man, what is going on over here? You're certainly attractive. <laughs> and then he just... Uh-huh. Have, you ever seen, have you ever seen fucking yeah. Phil Hartman's impression? It's so fucking good. Uh, the California preschool trial ended with no convictions and an FBI report concluding that the satanic ritual abuse allegations were not credible. But as Slate.com pointed out, that didn't put an end to the concerns. A Red Book magazine, Red Book even got involved. Um survey conducted in 1994 found that 70% of Americans believe that satanic ritual abuse was real. It probably didn't help that at the time many American teens were listening to heavy metal bands that were in their trying with the rebellious music with satanic in- imagery and songs about the devil. You ever think that the satanic panic thing was a plant like a psyop planted by the people that were actually doing that to um, shift the blame somewhere else no i just think it's you like know the epstein i, I think the, that the once you see well that's a possibility one oh, of his cohorts just killed themselves in prison good john some uh, i don't think he actually killed himself he was a fashion guy from france well good i'm glad when all these people die i can't wait for uh I just wanted uh, for Jocelyn Maxwell to end up dead. But I'd, I'd like her to spill the beans. I her. need the beans. Right. Where's the beans? <laughs> <laughs> I need the beans. I need the beans. <laughs> that's, that's getting written down. I, I like how Trump used that in a... <laughs> He didn't even he didn't even know how to use that in a fucking like in, in the way it's supposed to be used. He said he was going to spill the beans about Heidi Cruz. It's like that means you have a secret on somebody, you stupid fucking idiot. Not that you're going to talk about that. She's ugly. You fucking dumb shit. <laughs> so hilarious. <clears throat> Symbolism and art are important. While Satanism may eschew holy sites, gods and other tenets that are sca- sacred. God, my dyslexia sometimes i said scared instead of sacred to most uh, religions and it places high value on symbolism symbolism and art the satanic temple has used symbols of satan to draw attention to what it sees as hypocrisy of christian symbols on government property for years it, it's baphomet petitioned yeah, a yeah. massive baphomet statue a goat-headed symbol of satan in the oklahoma state capitol which was home to a ten commandment statue this summer, which this is 2015, Oklahoma State Supreme Court ruled that the Ten Commandments statue had to be removed, and the Satanic Temple took its statue to Detroit. Now the temple is petitioning to have Baphomet on display next to a planned Ten Commandments monument in Little Rock, Arkansas. I love it. I know. It's I so love cool. these motherfuckers. After learning of plans to display a nativity scene to commemorate Christmas at the Michigan State Capitol last year, the Satanic Temple placed what it called a snake-tivity scene at the Capitol grounds. The three-foot-tall sculpture featured a snake wrapped around a cross with the message, the greatest gift is knowledge. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having activity seen on government property if other religions can be accepted as well, said Michael Mars, who helped create the satanic display. There can't be one dominating voice to all the voices. 
Display got a lot of news coverage, and Mars said a lot of people uh, threatened to destroy it, but for the most part, I felt like it was met with acceptance and curiosity. Church of Satan also incorporates art into its practice, although for very different reasons than the more community activist-driven Satanic Temple. Oh, there's two different factions. Okay. Yeah. Symbols are essentially natural human constructs. Um, Gilmore explains, uh, the Church of Satan high priest who recently curated an exhibition called The Devil's Reign, featuring Satanic-themed art. Satanists feel that we should proudly admire this most precious human capacity without the need to use mythological figures as distancing intermediaries. Interesting. Very interesting. I like these Satan people. The satanic cult awareness. Oh, this is a uh, this is a government website. It's a PDF. I'm not downloading that. I'd like to read it, but I'm not downloading it. The cult of devil worship in America. Is that a PDF? Satan wants you. The cult of this is a Justice Department website. <coughs> oh, it's from 1988. Okay, yeah, they got all these things unredacted. That's neat. The satanic um, temple is no laughing matter. I love it. But I just, I mean, I, I the thing about it <clears throat> is that I used to think <clears throat> that there might be something to Satanism and stuff like that. But then I saw Paradise Lost and I realized how they were just silly billies just trying to stand out. Right. And then the people were so convinced by a bunch of scumbag cops and shithead lawyers. That Lib, that, that, Lib, Lib, Gary Gitchell. That's the first. That's a perfect name for that fucking. Yeah, I fucking cunt. hate old Double G, dude. God. Fucking hate Double G. <laughs> but, um, the uh, those poor bastards that were friends with uh, what's his face, um, the one that was sort of mentally challenged, and the and the other one. Oh, it was uh, those poor guys got drug into it. Jesse Miss Kelly, Jesse Miss Kelly, and I forget the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Miss Kelly, um, Damian Eccles, Eccles, and what's the other one's name? I feel bad. Jesse Miss Kelly Jr., Jason Baldwin. Yeah, I like Jason Baldwin a lot. He's a good kid. Those poor bastards had to do the Alfred Alfred plea. Yeah. And say they did it, mm-hmm. even though there's no evidence they did it, right? Just so they could get released. Which Jason one didn't. Uh, the reason one of the reasons I like him so much is it. that he didn't want to do it, and they, they had to, they had to they had to kind of twist his arm. Like, yeah, like man, we we need to get out of here. Eventually, it's going to. And he had out. such a set of principles, but he's just like, I'm willing to sit in here. Fuck them. Fuck get you old. Fuck all those cunts. You know, they win this way, and I understand him being there. But he'd been in there for how many years? Twenty. Damn near. 30. I mean, it's almost 30 years. No, the 1993. I think they got out in 2012. Okay. So it had been 2018. 18, 18, 18, okay. 18, 19 years. And I don't know about the other two, but I know Damien Eccles did not have a good time for uh, the, at least the beginning of I'm it. I'm sure he got raped. Yeah. I mean, because child killers, he had, well, he had to be taken out of General Pop or they were going to murder him. Um, a friend of mine. My former friend, we played football together in high mm-hmm. school. He did an Alfred plea for the disappearance of his wife. They have never found her body, any of that. Do you think he did it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah, I think so. Does he seem like that kind of guy? He didn't. I haven't seen him since we graduated high school. I could never. 
taking someone's life, I could beat somebody's ass in a fit of rage, like just in some other idiot. But I, I understand I killing your wife. I understand <laughs> wanting to. I mean, but you do it. But you've got. I mean, I mean, you've got the twelve crazy kids. Right? Yeah. Eight. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was counting the bastards. Oh, well, we don't count those. <laughs> we don't, they don't get a Christmas card. It's one of my favorite things in Game of Thrones. Like, uh, <laughs> seriously, was, this is in, in the book. It's not in the show. She was talking about um, finding bastards for Stannis or something like that. She's like, she's like he, he's Robert's brother, isn't he? He's like, he's got a cock, doesn't he? He's Robert's brother. He surely has a cock. Like she's talk, <laughs> talking about how much of a, how much, uh, I guess Robert had a hog on him too. That would make sense. But, it would make sense. Yeah. He's got that big old belly. Got to have a big old hog. He's just one of those guys. Plus in the book, he's like, sit, he's like six foot six, six foot eight. Oh man. There's a story. A request denied for retesting a DNA from West Memphis three murders. Isn't that fucked? Like, yeah, it is. Even if you have to raise the money somewhere else to fucking do it. The petition filed by Damien Eccles and his legal team for further DNA testing to prove his innocence in the West Memphis murders was denied on February 8th, just this year. Right. Um, According to attorneys in Crittenden, what a town, Crittenden County, the court cannot grant the retesting because of the act. 1780 habeas corpus petition must meet the law's requirements. And since it doesn't, the state cannot agree to the court for granting this request. That's wild. And a document obtained by Fox 13. People still doing actual journalism out there. Fox 13 yeah. down there in West Memphis. The the affiliates are not are not Fox News. No. Like they they just are under that brand. Now some of them do fall under the uh, the one here in West Virginia is pretty shitty. But in uh, the document obtained by Fox 13 officials listed a host of reasons as to why the filing does not meet the state requirements. The biggest ones were any hearing on this petition must be held in the court in which the conviction was entered. Defendant's murder conviction wasn't. Three entered in Crittenden County. Instead, it was entered in Craighead County. That error is fatal. When the state has no one in custody to bring to court, habeas corpus six isn't an available remedy to allow non-prisoner to seek Act 1780 relief would make the habeas corpus statute absurd. Huh. Eccles arrested in this case with uh, Jason Baldwin and Jesse Miss Kelly Jr. was sentenced to death. After being convicted for the murder of three young boys in West Memphis in 1993. 1993. The scariest thing about it was is that Miss Kelly was not even there. He was and, at a wrestling and show. And he had so many people confirming that alibi. And they did not give a fuck. Gitchell and those, I mean, just seeing those cunt bag fucking lawyers, those prosecutors. One guy's just, I mean, he's got just good old boy fucking written all over god yeah i might think i might be able to kill somebody yeah <laughs> i mean not on purpose but like just beating him because he's such a piece of shit you know i mean i can definitely kill somebody but the situation has to be right the lighting the cameras need to be in the right place you know the drop costs have to be down yeah um i don't know i think about that sometimes about how just being a Somebody that's just slightly different than other people can yeah. really make you a target. Sure. For shit like that. And some kids, I think Damien Eccles cultivated it because that's a thing that kid I should know, kids who are fearful do because they want people to leave them alone. You do that kind of thing to keep people at arm's length because there's something in his past where he was something abused yeah. you know I'm, I'm sure of it jason baldwin i don't think so his mom just seemed like a great lady and just raising him on his own he was just a quiet kid um miss kelly was just mentally his fight he didn't have all his faculties you know yeah. so 
he seemed like a perfectly nice kid though. And they focused on him on purpose because they knew his, they knew they wouldn't get Damien or Jason. Yeah. They focused on him just like in uh, the making a murderer. Right. They get the, the one with the uh, lowest mental faculties and, you fucking interview him. See, I for wish sixteen hours. I wish that case would have been now because they would have nailed those fuckers, like the FBI or something, or somebody would have come outside. If there had been a show about that now, with Netflix and this stuff, stuff, how it how it is, get you on those fuckers would have gone down. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're going to jail yourself now because what you did, you know. God, that motherfucker's such a piece of shit. Lem. They just kept they just kept interviewing Jesse until he just basically was like, "What do you want me to tell you?" And can I go home? Exactly. That's exactly what they did with Brendan Dassey was, in Making a Murderer. He now, I like, think his uncle did it in Making a Murderer. I don't think Brendan really had anything. He was to like with sucking him off and stuff. I mean, just stuff he was saying. Yeah. Like, and now you're, and they just leading him. You know, it's just so ridiculous. It's rough. And seeing them interview those, the, the judge and everything, the fact that they're still sticking to it. Yeah. It's just, you know, uh, there's no Mia culpa. There's no, let's look up what old Gary Getchell's doing nowadays. Yeah. Where's old Gary Getchell right now? I bet he's still fucking killing it. Gary Getchell. He's, uh, uh, I hate him. <laughs> Did he try to change that, that look about him anything? Or is he still look like, does he still look like Finn when he has that other fucking personality on Adventure Time? They only got old pictures of him here. God, he's such a goofy-looking fucker. Let me see. Gary Gitchell. Lib. Lib. Chief Inspector Gary Gitchell. He's probably like a district how attorney or something. How the fuck did now. he? Yeah, I think he is. How the fuck did... I mean, has has no journalist... Well, no, that's true. We saw him on camera. That he won't grant an interview, but the guy who was the attorney, the prosecuting attorney, some guy stood up. I think it was in... Uh, in West Memphis, the the one that uh, you know, uh, lead singer Pearl Jam. How can I can't Eddie call Vedder? That? Eddie Vedder, <laughs> Eddie Vedder, and uh, and Philippa Boyens and 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 Peter Jackson. All them made one of them stood up and were like tried to hold his feet to the fire, and they escorted him out. And you know, hell, Pearl Jam has been behind that call since like ninety. 90- after those documentaries came out in 99, mm-hmm. the first documentary came out in 96. Him and Damien are like friends. Yeah, they're buddies. He, Damien Eccles wrote some lyrics to a Pearl Jam song. That's awesome. Yeah. You can't help but think, and Damien Eccles has to think this and has probably said it before. He's just like, this terrible thing happened to me, but what would my life have been had I've this heard, hadn't happened? I've heard interviews with him. He, he says he's thankful for what happened mm-hmm. and he's into like magic with a K. Right. And he's into, he's like into, satanic stuff whether he believes satan's real or not but he's actually into it but he says it's in the long run it's been i a saw blessing it, of some sort i saw it on uh what's west that? of memphis no the show the the cartoon show he was on it oh yeah he was on um uh i want to say adventure time but it's not adventure time it looks uh, like it's done by the same people it is done by the same people mm-hmm. um god damn it i have a t-shirt with it on with it on it um the what is it called? Let me look it up. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Midnight Gospel. That's what it is. Midnight Gospel. I love that show. Did you ever make it all the way through? No. Whew. I saw a few episodes and liked what I saw. He um the the uh, final episodes when he interviews his mom. His act 
actual mom from mm-hmm. on his podcast. Yeah. Dude, the way they animated it and everything, it was fucking beautiful. It I'm made sure. me cry. Plus, I've been listening to him for 10 years on podcasts, and uh, I feel like he's like my brother or something like that. <laughs> Isn't That's weird how that happens. It is. Like all the people that I listen to. And that's to. why a lot of uh, dangerous things happen, like not with people like you, but with, uh, you know, with people because they- because you're they're directly in your ear, right? And people think that they have a a, a relationship with somebody because they know them that well. Mm-hmm. But that same person is like that other person isn't aware of your existence. I so. got an article here: the messed up truth about the West Memphis Three. Okay, we got the three eight year old boys. The following day revealed the unthinkable when bloodied and bruised bodies of three boys were found submerged in a muddy creek. God, that was a rough yeah, dude. Rough watching scene. it was. I, I, you know this. The, the, this is going to sound terrible to say. For me, it wasn't because it, I, I just couldn't accept what I was seeing. Yeah, it didn't look real. You know what I mean? I'm like, they look like mannequins, yeah. and it just it, it, it hits you at some point. But when I was watching it, I didn't have any feelings at all, and I felt kind of bad about that. But I was sitting there thinking, I know why that is. It's just because I can't accept it. You know what I mean? It's like this is so unreal to me. I, I and I think that's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a dramatized movie about it called The Devil's Knot. And it was. It ain't terrible, but it ain't great. Well, and then they cast all these. You know, they didn't. They cast like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, you know, it's just like they don't look like that. You know, it's. I understand it's Hollywood and all those things. I I wonder who they got to play Gary Gitchell. God, I hope it was somebody terrible. Let's look that up. That is that's an interesting. Let me see. uh, Twenty thirteen, Colin Firth is in it. I think he played the he plays Ron Lax, the the big heavy attorney. I think so. I liked him, but he just wasn't very good in court. Jesse Miss Kelly, Margaret Lax, Amy Ryan from uh, The Office plays Margaret Lax. Rex Lynn played Gary Gitchell. Made him a little bigger. Yeah. Gary Gitchell, what a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, right. I fucking hate Gary Lebin. Gitchell. Lebin. How sure are you that you caught the right people for this on a scale of one to ten? Lebin. If he comes within arm's reach of this arm <laughs> right here, he's hey, one paid, paid for, for some bitch. bitch. <laughs> Tell you what. Yeah, they all sound like sinister Hank Hills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They needed a Hank Hill in that town to bring people back to reality. What? What is going on here? <laughs> Satan worshippers. <laughs> Let's do favorite things. Party is hot. <laughs> All right, favorite things. What we got? Well, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Tony Schiavone, don't you look swell today? <laughs> anyway, I think that was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I read, of course, Station Eleven, as we've been discussing. Did you it. read it? Well, I, just the show. I mean, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you had gotten into it, we started discussing the it. music in that show, dude. It's fucking crazy. Whoever the musical director, the composer, whatever it was, 
the acapella stuff, the bop, 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 mm-hmm. like at the beginning of a lot of the episodes. The music like, swells when it, yeah. you know, and, it's and, some, like, and a lot of times there's no music in some intense scenes, and you're like, that's perfect. I don't think that, was there music when the wolf was attacking Jeevan? I don't think so. Dude, that was brutal. Yeah. Like, I had a disagreement with somebody, and, and they had a point. They said, would there be wolves already around uh, a major American city like Chicago? And that was like a year in, right? Whenever you got attacked around. Yeah. A year. So it's possible, but enough that there would be a pack, you know, it, probably not. There's only I think there's only five wolves in the entire state of Illinois that they that they know of. But if you see five, there's got to be 50. Yeah, there's I mean, least. because they're so elusive. Um, then that got me thinking, it's like, well, I need to back up some of my knowledge on this to to uh, have a better argument. So I started reading The World Without Us. So you wanted to steel man the argument instead of a straw man. <laughs> is that what it is? That's what the, I hear uh, in debates. Oh, God. Uh, all these I would never use that. Guys. God, I would never use that. Let me steel man your <laughs> and then <laughs> tear it down. That's something fucking Ted Cruz would say. That's what I'm going to steel man this. Yeah. Well, God, he's such a piece of shit. I've heard it a lot because I watch a lot of... Uh, intellectual de- debates have you ever watched christopher hitchens intellectual yeah, debates yeah he's fucking great i don't think he's ever been bested like it was even if he's wrong and you still feel like he's right well <laughs> but the thing about it is he's not arguing for what's right or wrong he's arguing for morality yeah i mean it's not right or wrong it's you're Im- immoral for this and i'm i'm telling you why you're immortal i don't have a position because he sits on the fence I love when people say you sit on the fence like, yeah, because it's the only sane place to be. You both are fucking nuts and I don't want to be a part of any of it. So, yeah, it's a pretty comfortable place to be because then I can throw rocks at both of you and tell how stupid you are. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, I read The World Without Us. That was a mistake. (laughs) It's bad. Like if we were to vanish tomorrow, I always have this vision. I think there's a documentary. Well, it's it's world. It's uh, life without people. That's what it is. Um, They go into most of the things that are in the book. There are some bright spots, but there are also some things that are just that will keep you up at night. The city of Houston, the the area with the gas plants and stuff like that, is horrendous. It is so fucking. It, it's it's a second away from being the world's largest bomb, and without people to monitor monitor it and keep it from going from, from that happening, it's going to leak so much shit into the ocean. It's gonna it's gonna be terrible, but. <laughs> They, he hits you with all this, and he's talking about all the nuclear power plants and all the and all the awful amounts of. John Oliver did a segment of this on fucking last week tonight about the nuclear waste situation. I don't know if you want to if you want to watch that. I, I, I wish I hadn't watched it. I think I've seen it. It's so bad. Like we're in such a bad situation. No wonder cancer rates are through the fucking roof. Mm-hmm. They people keep on asking questions. Why there's so much cancer? The American government knows why there's cancer because there's so many cancer causing agents, and they don't have to drink the water or any of that shit. It's like it's a, it's a it's a, a writ large version of um, that piece of shit. Uh, um, Don Blankenship, where he had good water pumped to his house, and he let his. He let friends and family drink the shitty water. Can you believe that J-Mo had a chance to kill him and he didn't do it? <laughs> You're going to fuck with J-Mo forever. I mean, should I have done something? He did. He said, that's what he said. Well, I didn't know what to do. I was like, well, come on, man. I, well, I mean, what would you could? I would be shocked. I don't think I'd do anything. I just kind of look at him like, is that really that piece of shit Don Blankenship? You know? I'd kick him in the stomach and give him a stunner. 
That's then something I, I would have liked to have done. Then they go, I would at least have been, I would have, I would have liked to have, yeah, at Steve Wasser. <laughs> um, there is always somebody following me around with 12 beers. <laughs> throwing <you> throwing <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Whoever's throwing him the beers was an unsung hero because he always hit him right Fuck in the yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he just always was on point. Um, I don't think I ever saw, I saw him have to snag one. It was always hitting. It was always like right, right in the pocket. Um, I think I would have. Would have not. I would have. I would have liked if I if I could have realized it soon enough to be like, "Hey, fuck you," you know, just something <laughs> like that. That would have been go awful. suck a dick, piece of shit. Um, so, but uh, the plastics. Oh yeah, dude. It's now. It doesn't matter how how small you get it. It's still plastic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't break down its comp- into its component elements. So now it's making its way up the fucking food chain, and. There it, was a very very long Rogan podcast. This lady um, went on there about Joe Rogan. I can imagine losing his mind. Particulates like, getting into humans, and mm-hmm. like our taints are getting smaller, and that's one of the uh, effects of uh, plastic particulates in humans. What? Yeah, it's throughout the years, like the the people being born today, their taints are smaller, and it also. Has, I think we found an upside, <laughs> and they're doing. Um, <laughs> They're doing um, research about it, and uh, people are like, there's a lot of uh, um, infertility coming along with that, too. Well, also, it's it's also responsible for plummeting testosterone levels the world over. I mean, that's, yep. it's just that's, the, what, that's, it, that's what she was talking about. Um, it's a really long one. The lady was really funny, though. Sitting on plastic gets it in your system. Wow. Yeah. If you sit on plastic chairs, it's bad for you. Skin, to, you know, if you have skin touching it, it'll just leach into your skin. There's this kid, uh, Boyan Slot. He's uh, made this giant machine that's going and just taking all the plastic out of the getting, uh, Why don't we have people on that? I don't understand. You got that. a kid on it doing it. Himself. I understand, but that, that's crazy. <laughs> how we don't have governments on this shit. It's picking the plastic out of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch and then they're recycling it and making things out of it to sell. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I wish there would just be a way where we could just dispose of it. Plastics aren't good. They're just not good. I think they're genetically engineering some sort of. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's some sort of bacteria. It's a bacteria that, that eat, eat it. the plastic. But do you know how at such a, what a small, what a low level it eats it at? Oh, yeah, it's, it's not even helping. So yeah. they, the guy who wrote the book said there will be something eventually that will evolve to eat that. That's going to happen. He said, but we will be long dead by the time that happens. More than likely, um, the nuclear power plants again. Talking about that. Yeah, I'm hearing nuclear power is is still the safest. No, it isn't. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I would rather the CO2 is the issue that we're discussing most with coal and stuff like that. CO2 in, in excess of quantity is just bad. A lot of things are going to happen, though, that are like crazy and they're starting to happen already. The Gulf Stream will eventually shift and England and the British Isles will go through another ice age. That's that's one of the things that will happen to them. They have a moderate climate pretty much year round. It's it, in places it does get it does get warm. They have hot summers and stuff like that. It will just become a an icy place. It'll be cold like all the time, um, which will cause you know a lot of people like like myself are like, well, cold doesn't seem so bad. No, it does because then it, it's you know the world climate changed by like three to five degrees after um, five the earthquake in five thirty three I think. Which is which is um, so many articles I've seen and and YouTube things about the worst year to be alive. I think that's I mean thirty three. I think it was. It's just a terrible set of numbers to be together too. 
Yeah. You got a five. That's the day. That's the, the, the reason everything happened was the, the climate shifted and then you had the Black Plague. Mm. So diseases thrive in those kind of things. Plus, you know, people become adapted. I mean, that's one of the reasons Neanderthals died out or also interbred with us to become, you know, become modern man is because they were adapted to live in the ice age type places. And once that stuff went away, they probably started to die too of diseases and things like of that nature, not just from being bred out and hunted down and killed, which very likely happened. People suck. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer uh, in the Stanley Milgram test, and I believe that's a and I and I had I got into this discussion with somebody. I said that is the same no matter what ethnicity you're fucking dealing with. Mm-hmm. Most people suck. Most and people will do as they're told. Well, yeah, and there's it's not the and not only that, but there's just you know, like I got in an argument with my friend Mandy, and she said something like, uh, "This is why I don't claim being white." And it was it had a bunch of uh, safari hunters, which I think it's garbage. You know, that's fucking dumb. It, well. There are caveats. Caveats to that, though. If you if you kill the animal that's an old, crippled, hurting animal to feed people, mm-hmm. that's good. That's a good thing. But if sometimes they'll go, they'll go like that rhino that everybody got mad about because mm-hmm. that dentist mm-hmm. he paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know if it's a, yeah. a bunch of money, mm-hmm. a shit pile of money to go over there and hunt that rhino. And what that that rhino was still the the bull of the fucking woods. But he was uh, sterile. He was sterile. He yeah. couldn't fu- he couldn't fuck anymore. But he was still killing all the other because rhinos. he was a fucking beast. Because he's he a, a bad absolute, motherfucker, absolute badass. So somebody had to go kill him. But if you want to see something dystopian, I don't look at that. That's the Olympics. That's the downhill slope. Look at the background. Isn't that dystopian as fuck? It is. That's China, isn't it? Yep. Jesus Christ, they're the worst fucking country. They're the worst. They they just put a. <laughs> Put a they don't Olympics a logo. I think they did it on purpose. It seems like I, I mean because it's a it's a it is a government full of Donald Trumps. They like to just tell people to go fuck themselves because they get it, they get off on it. You know what I mean? It's just I, I really truly believe that. Um, I'm mentioning him more than usual, so I'm going to try. Well, to- you're not really uh, going on about him. Though. No, but I'm just saying that I think Xi Ping and him understand each other, and they're all they're jagoffs. Like. Uh, Autocrats know each other and can recognize each other. You've got Kim Jong. I wish somebody would just shoot him in the fucking face and get it over with. I wish somebody would lose enough. The Simpsons called it. <laughs> they call everything. <laughs> I wish somebody would lose enough to that fucking family and go on a rampage and get into that palace and just fucking kill every one of them. You know, oh, uh, the the um, the oons or the eels. Or, well, they're um, eventually it's got to fall. Does this guy creating? Does he have a progeny? Does he have any kids? Like I don't. He's he got pro- that sister. He's just a disgusting little fat little man. I mean, he probably, if he wants to, probably gets all all the ass he wants. But I mean, even against their will, you know, he's. I could see him being a rape person. I could also see him being, him being a child molester. You know, yeah, he very likely is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, and if this, if what we're saying ever got back to him, he would try to get somebody over here to capture me. Fucking bring it. (laughs) No, but I'm saying that's what kind of person he is. Want all that smoke, Kim? (laughs) Fuck you. Um, There's actually a thing in the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea where uh, the guy. They, he's interviewing this guy and observed it and said, "Without human, without humans, fifty years, it's become a, a paradise. Even though it's got mines and shit in it, like animals have recovered, animals that were would be extinct by now fled there and are living a perfect life there." Um, 
there's so many, there's places in the ocean where, you know, it's, it's close to nuclear testing sites. And, you know, instead of being a, a wasteland, a nuclear wasteland, life is, is, is flourishing there. There are some mutations and things like that you'll see every now and then, but it's not in anything like you think it would be. Life in in Goldblum's fucking way finds of saying a way. It, life finds a way, and it will find a way. But we won't. Human beings will be gone. Like I don't know what sets us apart in that. I think it's the fact that we that it's you know I don't know. I, I guess some human beings would hang on, but I don't know. I mean, it's it was a it was an excellent book. Like, it isn't was, the plan to um, <clears throat> terraform Mars? And yeah, then, but that's not going to be you and me. Oh no, no, no that's going to be Elon Musk and his buddies. Yeah, but they're and then come back here once everything. Oh, there was a quote in that book that I thought discussed rich people very well, and I, I forgot I marked it down. Queen Elizabeth tests positive for COVID. No, she seems like a nice lady. I've got nothing to get her. I mean, I, I, she, she's probably not. That's that's this picture. It's almost beautiful. How fucking crazy it is! I know it's just it's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> Haven't see. the the Olympics has been very um, downplayed compared to what it usually is this year. I don't know if it's just because it's the Winter Olympics or because everything going on because they're in China, right? China, China. Uh, okay. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Here's how I feel about, and I feel this is a uh, pretty much covers. Society had evolved too many elites, and this is talking about uh, the the uh, Aztecs, mm-hmm. the Mayans, all demanding exotic baubles. He describes a culture wobbling under the weight of an ex- excess of nobles, all needing quetzal feathers, jade, obsidian, fine shirt, custom polychrome, fancy. Corbelled roofs and animal furs. Nobility is expensive, non-productive, and parasitic, siphoning away too much society's energy to satisfy its frivolous cravings. That is the situation we're in. All these, the Kardashians, all these people, they contribute nothing. They are parasites. They give us nothing. Elon Musk, parasite, gives us nothing. You think so? Yes. Electric cars. What does he give as opposed to what he takes? The amount of fucking wealth he takes. I mean, I think he earns it, though. I mean, you can say that, but I mean, earns it how? They don't. Well, he created a product. Him and his team created a product. I understand. I understand. But I'm saying they're in the same class as those people. They might produce something that is ostensibly useful, whatever. But I, I ultimately think that they are more of a drain than they are a help. I don't know. I don't know about him. Kardashian There's only so much wealth that you can take. And, and and then society begins to wobble. They won't help their fellow man. They will not solve the, the, the food crisis. They can solve it all by themselves. They won't help clean the oceans. They won't help do any of that shit. With all the money and they, all the stuff they have, why aren't they going to nuclear testing sites and figuring out how to deal with that? Why aren't they trying to deal with plastic in the oceans and things like that? That's what they need to be doing. I think Elon Musk does stuff like that. He just does he? I'm not aware of it. He just he doesn't broadcast it. He's not a, I might respect that if I if I'll read into it and then I'll, and I'll issue a, a retraction or whatever. I know nobody cares, but I, I do. If I don't want to accuse the guy of something, but you got people like Bezos. What does Bezos do? I mean. Bill and Melinda Gates try to help people with the foundation, things like that. 
I'm sure I think he's one of those anonymous people who pumps money and stuff in. But uh, I mean, they they literally they have worked out the numbers. He could he wants to the thing that makes me hate Bezos, and it's the latest thing, is that he wants to pay this country fifty million dollars to move this bridge so he can get a stupid fucking yeah. super yacht through it. He could take he has enough money that he could fix every bridge and road in the United States and still have $118 billion left over. Why doesn't he fucking fix it? I don't get it. I, I know how I am with money. And I, I'm just, I, I, I wish I was one of those guys and I, and I would do things like that. Like, here's what we're going to do. Washington, you're obviously not doing anything, so I'm going to fund this personally. I was going to say and, he'd, have to, he'd have to overthrow the government in order to. You do wouldn't it. have to overthrow the government. You can do it with. We still have enough of a of a uh, private sector thing where you could do that. But then you have to shut down roads and everything. And you work with the state governments. You don't have to go through the federal government. You can work with the state. You think governments. state governments are any better? I don't. I think they're more limited. I think you have to deal with fewer people and less red tape because there's just fewer people. Yeah, I think state governments, by their very nature of them being smaller, are better. I so, don't think I don't think uh, giving the government a bunch of money to uh, do things is going to solve anything because they'll figure out a way to fuck it up. They always do. But I mean, I don't think anybody's any under any obligation to do anything if they don't want to. I don't think it needs any uh, under obligation. I don't believe that. I don't. I don't think that's what I was trying to say. I'm. I'm asking the question: Why don't they fucking help? That's the question I'm asking. I don't think they should be compelled to do it. I'm just asking why. Why don't they? I don't know. The oceans is not under anybody's control. Anybody can fix that. Anybody can get a fleet of things out there and start fixing that. They're not. Some so, uh, boy on slot kids. Well, trying. yeah. I mean, I'm saying, but not the most wealthy. The most wealthy person. I mean, I, I just again, I know how I and you and people would be with money. I couldn't sit by and let that happen. I'd be like, let me talk to somebody. Okay, you have an idea and a plan, and it works. What do we have to do to mass produce this? And I just want to send ships out there and start fixing it. You know, that's. And if I had that kind of money, I would do that because I, I, I mean, I get so obsessed with things like this that I can't sleep at night. So in a sense, my obsessive nature would be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like we got to fix that. I don't give a fuck. We're fixing it, you know, and you know, the nuclear uh, waste thing, there needs to be something to get it off planet. We need, we need to get it off the planet somehow. Uh, instead of going for joy rides and sending fucking rockets up, why don't we start packing rockets full of stuff and send it into the sun or into, even into the next available planet, send it into Venus. Nothing lives on Venus. There's acid. There's, there's sulfuric acid rain in Venus. Send it in there. <laughs> Let it just burn up and we don't have to worry about it anymore. Mer- nothing lives on Mercury. Nothing lives on the sun. Just fucking do that. I mean, it wouldn't be that difficult because You'd have to make sure that the rocket wouldn't crash, of course, but they've solved that problem. You know, you put enough of a payload, take it up, and then you and then send it on its way, and then you just let it go. Like it'd be in a retraction. There you go, gone. Come back and get the next load. You know, there, you know, there, there are so many smart people who could do so many things to help this, and I just don't think that that the basic human nature, you know, I, I just don't. Humans suck. So they're not looking at things like that. I have $5 trillion. I don't want to spend a trillion dollars of my money doing that. Why not? You have to live here too. I know you have some hideaway up the mountain somewhere where you can ride it out. I get you. They all have that. 
someplace where even if the planet goes spinning off into the fucking cosmos, they would have a place where they could live. At the end of uh, <clears throat> Don't Look Up, when the meteor is about to hit, mm-hmm. a comp, whatever it is, um, the uh, they've already have a planet terraformed for them, and all the all the elites, and they go escape to that planet, and they ask a few of other people to go, like uh, the guy that DiCaprio plays, and mm-hmm. he says he doesn't want to go because he's the smart, he's the one that figured out that. Would you go? Coming. I don't know. That's a real tough question. I mean, the guilt, the sheer guilt of escaping while everybody else dies. If my family couldn't go, I wouldn't go. I'd be like, no, we're, it's, it's only going to be a minute. It's just going to, it's, you won't we'll, even know what happens. We'll all be dead. You know, so there's no pain. And then we're all wiped from existence. It'll be fine. You know, if all of them could go and I could get my friends and stuff to go, I would go. But yeah, otherwise, I wouldn't. it really just depends on the situation. Right. I like on The Simpsons where they were, Going away from Earth, and they had the one rocket with Lisa and all of them, and then Homer and them got another rocket, and then the rocket was uh, Tom Arnold, Polly Shore, and all that stuff, and that did they just send that into the sun? <laughs> <laughs> and then Barton and Homer figured it out. <laughs> They're like, "Wait a second, Tom Arnold, Polly Shore, this rocket isn't going anywhere good." <laughs> so they just go out into space. They're like, "We'll be dead in five minutes, not fast enough." So he opens up this hatch, and they go flat out. It's in the, one of the Halloween episodes. Um, no, uh, so that book um, got me thinking about a lot of things that I just don't like thinking about, but also some hope. Um, I, I started listening to. Uh, God is not great. The audiobook that's on YouTube, Christopher Hitchens. I try to read the book um, as much as I like him. I don't care for his uh, his prose style, so I think that hearing him read it will be something yeah. I would like to do. Um, I'd, sometimes I'd rather hear that than. I think I'm just going to buy the audiobook. I know I can get it for free, but it's not going to be that expensive, and I can just and that way I don't have to have YouTube on the whole time. I can just listen to it with my phone turned, you know, with the screen off. If you get uh, YouTube Premium, I think you can do that. But who wants to spend nine ninety nine a month? I know. I'll just skip the ad after three seconds. Exactly. Yeah. But, but it's you know he's a he's a favorite. He's such a favorite author, and um, seeing him eviscerate, well, seeing him eviscerate Sean Hannity was <laughs> man, it was fun. Like it was over Jerry Falwell, and <laughs> Hannity said something like he's like he's like he's like listen, sir, you can have me on here. To express my opinion, but you can't have me on here to express my opinion and then say that I should change my opinion. <laughs> he's just like he's like you want me to say that I'm sad he's gone. I can't, and one reason is because I'm not. <laughs> he's like I think his death is a deliverance. I think that that fat little fraud, that little disgusting venal fraud, is. I think this might be it. I'm not sure if this is it or not. But I could tell you by the uh, way it looks. I've seen it a hundred times. See Sean Hannity make a fool of himself as he tries to argue the existence of God with Christopher Hitchens. At one point, the Fox host read something that makes no sense whatsoever. Priceless. <laughs> Hitchens is great, man. He's um, and I like the fact he he hung on to his principles at the end. I mean, he was he's dying of cancer, and they mm-hmm. asked him, "Well, don't you?" He's like, "No, I don't believe any different." And welcome back to Hannity's America. Author and journalist Christopher Hitchens is no stranger to controversy. Yeah, I've seen this one. It's a good In one. this week's hot seat, I go head to head with him over his brand new book, "God Is Not Great." You describe yourself as a devout anti-theist, and you're an atheist. He's not just atheist. He's yeah, he really is. Okay, well, an atheist is someone who doesn't 
believe that there is a God, or at least says that there's no evidence to believe that there is. But such a person might very well say he wished it was true. Um, in fact, I know some atheists who do say, well, I wish I could believe it, I just can't. There's not enough evidence for it. All the evidence is the other way. I see that. I say I'm an anti-theist because I think it would be rather awful if it was true. If there was a permanent uh, total around the clock, uh, divine supervision and invigilation of everything you did. Uh, you would never have a waking or sleeping moment where you weren't being watched and controlled and supervised by some celestial entity from the moment of conception till, well, not even till your death, because it's only after death that the real fun begins, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> to be an atheist, you have to believe that it is possible. This is always their fucking argument. Which I think is argument. a far greater leap of faith. That, that something, something that came from nothing. out of nothing. When you, when you look at the majesty and sophistication and the intricacy right of the universe that we do know and comprehend, you have to believe that somehow that this energy could have existed on its own, and I do not believe that is, that to me is a leap of faith. You, you give me the awful impression, of, <laughs> I hate to have to say it, of someone who hasn't read any of the arguments against your position. <laughs> I've read all the arguments. I don't see how you can be saying this. But look, you want, to take, you want your God to take responsibility for the huge number of collapsing stars and imploding galaxies and destroyed universes and failed solar systems. Uh, that have left us in this tiny corner on one on the one planet in this petty solar system that can support life some of the time on some of its surface. <laughs> and you want, to take, you, want, uh, you want a creator who's filled the, this earth with species since life began, 99% of which are now extinct already. And this is some design, isn't it? Well, but you, got it, but you didn't say that. You said you were a believer. You didn't you say can you tell were a believer. Like, ah, you believe yeah, no. Right, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's where it stops? Or you think this creator cares about you no, too? No, in this concept that I, I will concede this point, is that human beings, I don't think, fully comprehend or understand the majesty of God because it's not meant for us to know. But putting that aside here, from your position, when you really think about it, you are believing that there is a possibility without a creator that somehow energy has created itself or that energy predates That's not a, a fucking argument. concept of time. God, I hate that and shit. Energy that, that, for example, something that can come out of nothing because uh, fundamentally there has to be that starting point or you're saying or confirming your belief system. That is what our minds, that is what our minds demand. We look for patterns. You seem to be angry with religion, angry with God. <laughs> Am I wrong in my perception? N not with God, obviously. That would be absurd. <laughs> but yes, I mean, my, my book expresses, I would rather say contempt um, and hostility to this uh, constant religious intimidation and clerical bullying to which we're being subjected. My book is part of a, an attempt to arrange and organize a pushback against this, whether it's the, the parties of God destroying Iraqi civil society or uh, bigots in America trying to have pseudoscience taught in our schools or a pope who says that AIDS may be bad but uh, limbo by the way may have been a mistake but let's talk about hell in any way uh, 
AIDS isn't as bad as condoms. We have enough <laughs> people who Dude. think like you that they know what God wants and that they've got God on their side. Well, I hope you're not comparing. That they can tell us to do it. they can tell us. Well, they can tell us what to do or what to think in this way. I don't know. Yeah. I, if you, yes, you I am. I am very. Uh, I am very. Um, there, there is hostility here. But I will tell you this: mm. you, you are right, and I agree with actually many of the observations you made about how religion has been perverted and how it is. Yeah, been but he used for he thinks that the only way it's been well I disagree oh, yeah, that's, I mean that's what he's saying intellectual right snobbiness perhaps on your part but let me let me just say this but religion yeah, that also could, that could well be right religion also <laughs> has provided food and water and medicine and supplies and and housing and there has been in the name of religion much good that has been done both in this country and around the world but if you reduce religion you to social just, work if you reduce religion Dismissive. to social work, well, so, so does USAID produce, do all that, actually, well. a secular organization, actually rather more convincingly. Most of the great philanthropists of the United States have been atheists. It doesn't prove that atheism is correct. There is a God. <laughs> <laughs> now, the one who's talking about Jerry Falwell, and he's... <laughs> his parting shot is they're, they're talking shit about him. And he's like just lambasting everybody. And he's just like, if you gave him an enema, he wouldn't fit in a matchbox. <laughs> 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 oh, man. And just Hannity is just so. <sighs> Hannity yeah. knows his audience. He knows that even if he loses the argument, they're going to say he won. Mm -hmm. So he can come in there and be completely embarrassed like he just was. And they're still going to say he won. So there's no risk for him to have a guy like that on there. Um, you know, he's had, he's had Bill Nye, the science guys had Tyson, you know, um, Tyson, Tyson Beckford, Tyson Fury, Mike Tyson, Tyson, Ty no, not Tyson Fury, <laughs> the science. Oh, Neil deGrasse. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's had him on there. He's had, uh, Richard Dawkins. He's had all these people. Hitchens is the one that goes after him or did cause he's dead. And, uh, they even had him on CNN, and he said the same shit he said on CNN that he said on Fox News. They, of course, were a little bit more, uh, you know, on his side. But at the same time, uh, Anderson Cooper was just like, I think he was appalled by what he was saying because the guy was dead, and he he was on the screen with him, and he's going to be accused of not being, you know. And uh, Hitchens is like, you know, you should take solace in the fact that all these networks, it's almost uniform broadcasting of his piety and all that mm -hmm. shit. And they're just like, you know, I, I just love him. So that's all my favorite things. Um, mine, uh, playing disc golf for 16 hours yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> Station 11. I burned right through it. It's yeah. Once you, once you really sit down and, and get yourself in it, you can't, you can't walk away from it. I mean, it's, it's it had all the weird, things too that would be some people wouldn't get well why is it, who's the guy in the space suit like that guy's not real i mean that's just it's something like you know it's a it's a it's an imaginary thing right how many books copies of that book were there two two and uh the way they wove it tyler in, had one and kirsten had yeah one. the way they wove in and out of that well and the way they used uh the way kirsten got them on stage together and had them do that part of Hamlet that she knew both yeah. of them were into, really intelligent enough to understand and knew that was a, a comment on their own relationship and, and like a reconciliation moment, you know, and the fact that, you know, he, he, I, I don't know if he was a bad person or not. He probably was at one point, but I mean, he sent, uh, no, he didn't send them. He didn't send them. No, you, there with no the because that's after he got stabbed. 
And remember, he said something like that. He's just like the thing that happened at that place. That's what that's what happens when I'm not in control of things. I mean, Ugh. so you can say chicken or egg. You know, yeah. the kids they didn't believe that until you came along and all that stuff. But I don't think that he. Um, there had to be some, and even if he did, that doesn't mean that those people can't be redeemed or anything like that. You know, it's he got to walk away with his mom and had a relationship with his mom. You know, mm-hmm. and all those kids he saved. You saw all those kids walk away with, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that was you know nobody knew how many kids he had saved, and he saved them. You know, they in a, in a world where they would have just died on their own. Now, that he, one place that was saying that he took all of them, mm-hmm. with the one with uh, it's like a look like a construction site. The the one with uh, the guy from Mr. Show, um, the, I blew myself, that guy. That oh, one uh, place, they, they said that they stole all the kids. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't see it. I'd have to read it again to get the backstory. I don't even know how much of that story is actually. Because uh, yeah, they did uh, extrapolate on the story some. That was, and you're thinking of David Cross. Yes. <laughs> who, who did really well in it. He was great. Um, He's funny. I thought Lori Petty was amazing i mean she did such a good job and she looks so old though she's got huntington's disease like in real life huntington's disease it's just it breaks you down just makes you into an old person it's not progeria or anything like that but it just you you just it's so hard on your body it just you know tears you up she's got to be from the south because she always has that same accent she has like the sort of the valley the ukv accent where it's kind of country kind of black right Hmm. man but seeing a picture of her like in Point Break, she was so good looking. Like she was. Let's see, let's see exactly what Huntington's disease. Usually, Huntington's disease results in progressive movement, thinking, cog- cognitive, and psychiatric symptoms. Right. What are three symptoms of Huntington's disease? Uh, involuntary jerking or writhing movements, muscle problems such as rigidity or muscle contracture, slow or abnormal eye movements, impaired gait. Posture and balance and difficulty with speech or swallowing. Hmm. That doesn't sound fun. No. Sounds and now bad. I'm not interesting myself thinking I have. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's what we all do. I know. Um, yeah, well, she's great. I've, she's, I've had trouble. Yeah. yeah. It's all panic. It's all anxiety. Um, she was really good in it. Um, yeah, she was. I love the traveling orchestra thing. It's a traveling symphony. Symphony. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the world's gone to shit. Let's try to bring something, some sort of some kind beauty of back to the world. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that they had a full orchestra mm-hmm. of just found instruments. Right. Well, they probably were musicians before. Yeah. And uh, found uh, each other. The uh, Lori Petty's right-hand man in that uh, dark hair, kind of big. Yeah, with the beard and stuff. That guy was just filled with joy the entire time i know but he also looks like the guy that could really do some damage you really fuck you up yeah, I think. exactly he, looks like a big I, he was a, he was a protector type guy you know what i mean he's there's a few that's why he ran things because he was the biggest strongest guy there's a few scenes in it that gave me chills like um when frank calls them into the dining room because he got something important to say and then he just starts playing that trial called quest <laughs> yeah. song and he starts rapping along it to was it. beautiful everybody starts the, the look of joy on kirsten's face you yeah. know it's just when she's dancing and even jeevan is you know he's very reserved you can tell yeah. he's you know um also another scene that gave me chills is when the guy that has been auditioning for the symphony for i don't know how long it had to be his third third time's a charm they said he'd done yeah. it three times before and he finally gets his chance and he fucking 
does the um, Independence Day Independence speech. Day speech? And fuck, did he? It was good. It. it was good. I mean, I he was one of my favorite characters because he's he was he seemed to be a guy of pure just pure good motives. He just seemed to be like a good person. But there were a lot. We've discussed this before, and we we I discussed it in text. Once all this, and I'm not talking about West Virginia, I think one of the reasons that we're nicer people is because we don't have all that. You know, yeah. Once all the cities and stuff collapse, people will be more genuine because they'll be more like people need to be. There's no cities and stuff like that are an, are an unnatural, uh, not natural state. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have more anxiety, but it's also going to create more things that create cruelty towards their, towards their fellow man, because all those things are tied together. Anxiety, but also, you know, sociopath tendencies, all that stuff, narcissism, they're all tied to those things. Once everything collapses, those things aren't productive or helpful. People like that die very quickly. So their brains have to shift and learn how to deal with other people. Yes, we shouldn't live in giant cities, but we're not meant to live alone either. Mm-hmm. People are we live or we should live in troops like other primates. So other primates have to work together and they have to actually care about each other. Because if you don't care and you just pretend to care, it's going to get exposed sooner or later, and you're going to die. You're going to be left out. You act. You actually have to care. So that's just a troop of monkeys basically that got together and can play instruments and yeah you know, i mean that's what i said before is that you know the guy who killed frank yeah you can hate him but he's just an he's just a chimp that you know like the rest of us are basically chimps that just lost his mind and didn't know what doesn't know what to do he's he doesn't kill him out of spite or malice he kills him because he doesn't know what else to do there's that so, one scene whenever after frank was killed whenever they leave the apartment in Chicago and they're walking down the snowy street and all the cars are still in yeah. there. Yeah. That was and there's no music playing in that scene. Right. That was a great choice not to put any music there. It was fucking awesome. Like um but I've always said this before the the, the post pandemic world the post pan and they said pre pan post pan. The post pandemic world to me and I I truly believe this I I think I would thrive in that. I'm not talking about I would be you know, this great hunter or anything like that. I'm talking about mentally. Mm-hmm. I would have a much easier time than, than the modern world because every day is a new fun challenge. The stakes are high because mm-hmm. you're going to die. I might not make it. Yeah. But this, this but, but that's, but you'd accept that really quickly. You know, it'd be like, well, that's just the way it's going to have to be and go through it. Especially if I have Annie, my friends and stuff like that, you know, we're all working together. That creates such a warm bond between people that you're not in it. You're not scared anymore because you're not, you're not, you're not in this alone. You're in this together, you know, and you feel like, you know, that feeling when you roll deep into a club and you're not scared, but you know, even though there's a bunch of, you know, guys, Black guys. well, no, just guys <laughs> in there are going to fight, you know? Yeah. But when you have a big crew, you don't, you don't care about that because you just feel safe. That's what you would feel like. That's, that's, that's a smaller version of that. You know, you just, you have to care because caring is an evolutionary advantage. Chimps in a troop and gorillas in a troop legitimately care about one another. You know, they, they grieve and things like that when they die because that's their that's what you know bonobos especially you know actual chimps are kind of assholes they're very aggressive they're very you know they're dangerous you know we discussed this before that i talked about that fiction i wanted to write one of the cities has been taken over by chimps i'd love to see that would be terrifying I'm not talking about Planet of the Apes chimps where they learn how to communicate. I'm talking actual chimps. They're going to bite your fingers off. Yeah, and, and there's nowhere off. you can run, you know, because they will find you. It's just, you know, that would be a great part of a game, just having to fucking, you know, I could see you ducking behind something and hiding, and then they're, like, looking around for you, and then you have to go run, and, you know, that would be. That would oh, be they're going to get you. 
Have fun trying to get away from a <laughs> pack of chimps. Well, I mean, there's a the pride of chimps. Troop. A troop of chimps. That's yeah. even scarier. Yeah. A troop. It sounds like they're trained. Ch- chimps engage in, mur- engage in murder. Chimps engage in full-scale wars. Mm-hmm. They they have espionage like within troops where they will murder each other and do things like that. I mean, they're they're humans. Just I don't know if you've, you've seen the picture, but there's a picture of a uh, orangutan hanging off of a, a limb with a spear in his hand. Yeah. And uh, with a picture with the chimp with the gun. Yeah. You know, it's just well, like, they're, yeah. they're saying now that the, those animals are entering their stone age. Isn't that wild? It is. They're and I, I would agree somewhat, and, but I mean, I think human beings were probably a bit more advanced as a species by that point. Yeah. You know, I think that we, had become man, you know, we were entering the stone age and then especially in Neolithic stone age where man, some of the tools they had are better than anything we have today. I mean, they were more fragile, of course, but Flint napping Flint is a molecule thick. It's literally a molecule thick. It can cut through anything. As long as it's stronger than what you're cutting, it can cut through anything. So, you know, cutting a piece of hide with a, with a steel knife is much harder than with a piece of nap, nap Flint goes right through it hmm. i mean it's just you know i read all this shit because i you know i was fascinated i, I even got to primal um uh far cry primal because i wanted to like let's see about you know cavemen see how they i don't really care for the game to tell you the truth though mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently they're making a fallout tv series that would be neat they're making a bioshock uh movie on netflix but it's just gonna be a show too oh did you see the announcement of stranger things that's one of my favorite things no it's going to be a supersized season. Oh, nice. It's going to be released in two parts. And the uh, I might have sent it to you. And it might be not. the last part. Huh? There's going to be five five seasons. Okay. So they're doing this season, and then next season is the last one. I think I sent it to Elena. It was. It's a note from the Duffer Brothers. I Yeah, I did see that. I, I, I just read it this morning. They said pretty much each episode is going to be supersized. It's going to be twice as long time time-wise as the last season. And it's going to be split in two parts. The first one will be May 27th. The second will be July 1st. They said it took them so long to make it because they shot everything on location. So if you're seeing something that looks like it's in Siberia, they're in fucking Siberia. See, I like that. New monsters, new new villains, new good guys, probably. Nice. And all the core. You know what, though? Something that's bothering me, and I wish it didn't, is... I have a hard time watching it now, a harder time, not hard time. I still love it. But knowing it's not in Indiana, it's in Georgia, bothers me. And I don't know why that is. I think because the Midwest has a feel. Yeah. You know, and I don't want it to be in the South. I want it to be in the Midwest, you know. Um, I I don't know. Everything's shot in Georgia now, though. I know. Well, I mean, because they don't tax anything. People could shoot things in West Virginia if we wouldn't tax them. I'd say there's some sort of deal being worked out about that. Yeah. This would be a great place to shoot shit like that. Shit, they shot Mate One here. They shot uh, Super 8. They shot, you know. Walking Dead's been shot here. In West Virginia? Mm -hmm. Where? It's uh, south. Let me look it up. I'm 90% sure I've seen that. Wilmington, man. You know how many things were being shot in Wilmington when I lived there? In Carolina Beach? Little Britain was was shot there. Um, Eastbound and down. Um... Shit, there's lots of uh, Iron Man three was shot. It's a lot of it was shot in Wilmington. Really? Yeah. All right, Charleston, West Virginia, Walking Dead wiki. Mm, 
Charleston is a location set to appear in The Walking Dead. It is where the Commonwealth is located. In Charleston, West Virginia? Yeah. Is it not appeared yet? I don't know. I haven't. No, it's. No, they, it was like in season four. Okay. And they said it was in Charleston. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did The Walking. It's a set. Charleston is a location set to appear in AMC's The Walking Dead. You sure it's, it's West Virginia, not South Carolina? They're traveling to Charleston, West Virginia in The Walking Dead. Okay. It's in 2020. Gotcha. gotcha. Let's look that up. Let's see. Canawong. It's hard to find this shit, but I know that they shot some shit in West Virginia, and apparently Charleston has been in the last couple seasons, perhaps. I shit, if I'd known it. that, I probably would have watched it. Mm. I liked it at first, but it, it, I don't know. There's a lot of whisper acting. I don't like whisper acting. Yeah. You know I what mean, I'm talking I like about? The, Everybody's talking like this. I like the first few seasons, and it just kind of like this should have been a three-season planned out from the beginning arc and you get your thing and then maybe do stuff down the line mm-hmm. with like uh, other characters or whatever. Right. Um, it kind of took a dive when Johnny Bernthal was killed off. Yeah. I love Johnny Bernthal. I've been watching um, Daredevil and he does some just amazing shit in that show. Yeah, he's good, man. The, the Punisher was, yeah, it's a perfect, perfect choice for a Punisher. Other than the fact that he's not very tall. I mean, yeah, Punisher, he's, not, he's not a Pun- big imposing guy. That's why it's Punisher's so cool. a big dude. I mean, there's a scene where he gets he gets thrown in prison. I saw that scene for, um, you know, all the murders he's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did murder. He, people. he fucking admits it on the stand. <laughs> I did. It and I did fucking do it again. You goddamn like he's that accent that he finds. I don't know what accent. It's sort of southern, sort of northern. All right. Uh, but um, then the kingpin decides to have him killed, which is um, Wilson Fisk. Yeah. Decides to have him killed, and they they let him out of his cell, and all the prison they let all the other prisoners out of their cells, and they come to kill him, and he kills every goddamn last one. Kills one, kills a couple of them with a broken broom handle. Yeah. I was just like, you guys obviously didn't know what you were up against. Yeah, he's just if, a murder if machine. Kingpin came with me. He's like, hey, I got a job for you. Who is it, Frank Castle? No, no thank no, you. No, 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 no. Oh. I'll, I'll take a rape. I don't care. <laughs> I want to look up that scene because it is awesome. Oh, uh, one th- speaking of uh, Marvel and things like that, things something we haven't discussed. The Doctor Strange uh, Super Bowl trailer had Professor X in it. Um, have you yeah. watched it yet? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it, it blew it fucking blew me away. It's going to be and and Patrick Stewart's still trying to uh, deny it. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh, speaking of Marvel and all that stuff, we're getting ready to watch a scene. Here's how they're getting around the content restrictions of Disney Plus for uh, the uh, Daredevil and and Punisher shows. They're going to put them on Hulu instead oh, of nice. instead of Disney Plus. So that's how they're going to get around. So they'll be able to really still, water still be able, down. But Deadpool is going to be a real tough one. Deadpool is going to have that one. I don't think he's going to have his own show. He's going to be moved. No, no, that's what I'm saying. The movie's going to be tough because it's going to be released under the Disney banner. It's going to be a hard yeah. rated movie. So probably what they'll do whenever they put it on streaming services is put it on Hulu, right. Instead of Disney plus that's because they own it. Mm-hmm. So they can get around that type of thing. Now let's watch Frank castle. Just absolutely murder a gaggle of people. John Forsyth. Yeah. He's getting ready to, to get John Forsyth <laughs> as we speak. Who's John Forsyth playing that? He's some sort of mob boss or something it's in prison. Videos. It's never going to end, right? Right? 
John Forsyth. He just spit in his face. Yep. Nice. The old shank. He doesn't kill anybody that doesn't deserve it. Exactly. He's a, he's like a really... Was that his celly? I'm not sure. <laughs> he's like a... Like Dexter only killed people that were bad, but he kind of kept it a secret. There was no secret with Frank Castle. Right. <laughs> Here he is walking down the hall. He's trying to get out. Open the door. Open the door. They open the doors, and boy, howdy. You're getting ready to see some action here. <laughs> what are you doing? Open the goddamn door. In all these shows, like hey. Daredevil and this, the hey. more of a beating that the main character takes, the harder they are to fight, to, to beat. They'll uh, yeah. get the shit kicked out of them, and then they just... It's like they power up. Yeah, exactly. They just keep coming. It's it's, uh, it's, this res- is actually, it's wrestling. Yeah, this is actually in Daredevil. This is Daredevil Season 2. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Headbutts. I like the fact that he's not invincible. No, he gets, that he, that he gets, he gets hurt. He's fucking stabbed right there in the arm. Ugh. I know. That would have been it for me. Like, ow. ow! I'm done. I'm done. I yield. Who was that fucking guy? He looked like some just some schmo. Crack. He doesn't kill anybody that doesn't try to kill him. Right. <laughs> I like the fact they shot it. They look like they're really trying to hit him. Yeah. You know, it's 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 perfectly choreographed. You got a fucking boom. Fucking hammer. <laughs> See, he gets the shit kicked out of him a little bit here. <laughs> Thumb to the eyeball. You kidding me? This looks like he's as uh, nose Krav Maga. <laughs> Go to sleep, baby. Take a little breath. Take a little breather. Jesus Just that Christ. scene, man. <laughs> what a scene. Uh it reminds me of uh, <laughs> he just sits up. it reminds me of a scene in uh, Watchmen where um, Rorschach goes in jail and they're getting ready to, to attack him and he starts beating the shit out of everybody and it's like you guys don't get it I'm not stuck in here with you you're, you're stuck, stuck in here, here with, with me, me. yeah <laughs> the look on him while the gas or the smoke comes around like, what a fucking scene dude he would have you know that guy after that would have the easiest time in jail oh yeah like uh, don't fuck with that guy. He let him sit in his jail and sit in his cell and read and mm-hmm. work out when he wants to and all that stuff. Don't fuck with him. You know, there's a scene pretty much right after this. The the kingpin comes in to because his plan didn't work, right? So he tries. So to do he it works himself. out a deal. Yeah, and the, the Punisher attacks him. Who like, wins that fight? Uh, it's uh, kind of a draw. Kind of a draw. Yeah. But then uh, Fisk is no chump, man. He can fight. No, he can he fight. Was bench pressing four hundred eighty-five pounds in the scene. Shit, <laughs> he's strong, dude. But they work out a deal, and uh, it, to 
get him out of prison. Fisk breaks him out. And he's like, why don't you just get out if you can do this? And he's like, I'm playing the long game. <laughs> he, he overacts That's, the shit he, out of It really him. does. But it's, it's really it's, good. It's good. It's For good. some reason, it works. Offer is a great actor. He's awesome. I mean, but he nobody's ever accused him of underacting it. No, 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 no. He over. If anything, he's uh, shooting above what he needs to. Right. But I like it. I, like I do, it too. I mean, I, I'm a big D'Onofrio fan. I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, just uh, the Batman's coming up. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, when did I do music? I did music last week. I haven't done anything this week. We might do that later. I don't know if Jamo's coming down or not. He was pretty tired yesterday after all the disc golf. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I don't know. That's about it. That's about it for me. We're about 90 minutes in. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we've pretty much covered it. I think we've solved it. We've done the whole thing, and I'm done. <laughs> thanks uh, Thanks for listening. Um, go buy T-shirts. On, uh, where are we on that? T-Public. They're on there. Haven't put up any new designs in about a year I need to get a new one. My, my, the one I got has gotten kind of dingy. <clears throat> Use all color safe. I don't know. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, an old white t-shirt. They eventually get dinged up. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, oh, uh, we didn't even talk about the Super Bowl. It was so great. Oh, who cares? You know, I shit. I the the yeah. halftime show was like, it was like. All the righties are losing their fucking the, minds. It was the Walmart CD version of the halftime show. No cussing. Like, la da 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 it's the mother grubbing D-A-R-E. <laughs> Dr. Dre, you little buster. <laughs> Come on, guys. I mean, I know you're not allowed to do it. But the right the right wingers are like when uh it's their it's their pet it's their pet peeve when they have black people doing music and stuff, like when uh Beyonce did that. Uh Tommy Laren for years talked about that. She's a that's a Black Panther theme. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> you literally walked into a fucking a place to get a job as a temp and got your own fucking show. You were the definition of white woman privilege. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Go forth and fuck yourselves.